0: Episode one twenty six of Tell Me Where to Turn already off to a
1: fifteen or
0: thirty minute late start.
1: Half that is on you, half that is on me. So none of it <laughs> is on Point Break, Dave. Never. He's too busy. He's too busy. It, it appears those the walls in there are freshly painted. Not by us. Oh well, but by Previous someone.
2: Previous owner may have done that to uh, oh. spruce it up for the sale, but.
1: Is it red was not and... by
2: me or anyone I employ.
1: <laughs> is red, is the dark red an enticing buyer's color? I thought you'd go a little more neutral. Depends what you're doing in here.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so all is that, right. Is that what all those reinforced anchors from the ceiling are about? <laughs> <laughs> all those eye hooks hanging from the ceiling? Yeah, I
2: hang all my bicycles up in this room. <laughs> <laughs> There's
1: a lot of... A lot of lanyards for for one <laughs> indoor room. Fishbowl so,
2: yeah. with no fish.
1: <laughs> yeah, no water in it. What's that about? So yes, yeah, so I, I showed up online with you guys a little bit late. I was uh, transporting from another locale. I was doing uh, some work for the community, <laughs> and drove out of the parking lot and had a sudden urge that I was like, "Whoa." I got my attention, but it's only like a twenty minute drive home, so I'm like, I can make it, it's fine.
2: And which parking lot of a Taco Casa was this?
1: Well, hold on. It's not where it's not where you start, somewhere sometimes it's where you finish. But about thirty seconds later I realize this cannot be ignored and I immediately like break out into a sweat. And I'm like, I, I any place, a gas station doesn't matter. What about just a hole, uh, man? Or in which
2: case a... you can just take the window off your car and hold it under there and back so, it up.
1: So there was a Taco Cabana <laughs> off the access road where I was at, which I was like, "Oh, I'm saved." Then I I drive out on the access road. It's the only Taco Cabana on an access road that doesn't have a turn in from the <laughs> access road. Oh, so is this the one panic. at uh
0: Coy and George Bush?
1: No, it's not. Okay, cuz I was going to say I've
0: been I've been hornswoggled by that one before.
1: timely reference, but uh, very timely. It was in 6:35. Um so I make like the 3-point turn to get in there. Got in, but and you know, 20 minutes of hell ensued. But that's why everything was looking great for me to be here and be waiting on you guys and then uh nature got in the way. So I apologize.
0: So you spent 20 minutes in a taco cabana
1: bathroom man. I would have, I would have gone anywhere. There was a, there was no judging. There was no, uh, where's my preferred, you know, stop and or point of reference. It was just whatever was, whatever was there. I had a choice between a taco cabana and a jack in the box. And I was like, I think Taco Place wins out in uh, the facilities contest. So did you do
0: what you did last time that you had an incident like this and then stop and go ahead and place an order after, <laughs> thought,
1: the, after the incident? I thought about it, but I've already had Taco Bell and Wendy's today. So I decided not to uh, not to do that. So, And is there any uh, doubt
0: in a related story that's what sent you <laughs> scrambling for a bathroom? So what show is this? This is Tell Me Where to Turn, episode 126. You can find me on Twitter at Tommy2 underscore zero.
1: You can find me at Glenn3 underscore eleven.
2: And you can find me at point break underscore Dave.
1: Very low energy Dave right now. It's been uh it's been a the long move. week. Yeah, the move has taken it from him.
0: It has. But it's good. So what percentage unpacked would you say you are right now, Dave? Boy,
2: it's hard to say. I would say of like the boxed up items, like, you know, the little boxes, right? Like the foot and a half by foot and a half. (laughs) It's a very descriptive
0: way of describing them. Uh, Yes. You know,
2: the Uh, boxes. We're probably 70% through them. And then, of course, the movers, you know, put all the furniture and all that. The problem has been what I was doing right before this was new furniture. As far as, like, my kids decided now, since there's just so many bedrooms. Like, I haven't even counted all the bedrooms in this new house. They wanted separate bedrooms. So we got the older one, a uh, one of those, like, loft beds with a desk underneath and all that.
1: But we unbelievable ordered it online, so
2: we didn't get the assembly. You we were DIYing the assembly, so you're just trying to figure it out.
1: I, no, it's it's got instructions. It's just oh, a pain, okay. you know. Okay, okay, okay. I thought you just like yeah, it's just uh, it's just all the parts. You just kind of
2: no, it's just like you know putting together a. Ikea for it's not Ikea but putting Together one of those it's very similar You know just a bunch of pieces And just time consuming
1: So the instructions Weren't to call A guy who's working on his visa (laughs) No No All right. well I from what I understand there may have also been some controversy With the move but um, We should probably package that For a subsequent week to maybe dig into that,
2: there, yeah, there's a lot of stories around there that we can uh, we can hold on to. Yeah,
0: I'd like to do a, just a moving episode since I've moved recently. I've probably got some thoughts there. That'd be a be a good thing to tease ahead. But
2: so when you say a moving episode, it's not reviewing the Richard Pryor film.
1: <laughs> pretty good little movie too. <laughs> pretty yeah. good
0: little, pretty little movie. Pretty good little underrated movie there, and not the moving that. Glenn 3 underscore 11 experienced about 30 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a... a that's more of a movement. Move. <laughs> so... But Dave, just answer this question. What's the worst thing that's happened to you this week? What's the worst thing that's happened?
2: trying to think.
0: I just want to get like a first world pains gauge here. So, you know, if the worst thing that's happened is, you know, they broke the yeah, backup what, emblem the, for your bmw then you know that's that's one thing i, I want to know what the worst thing that worst thing you've had to endure in the last week of moving is
2: um the uh the wi fi password when they set up my internet was extremely long and i had to input it in all the nest thermostats <laughs> which you have to spin to get the characters like a it's it was it took three four
0: minutes it was awful that's brutal that's about what i expected at a point break dave (laughs) so before we get into the um meat of the episode there's two questions we need to quickly answer we don't need to spend a lot of time but do you still have trash bag window on your truck (laughs) i'm gonna answer these separately or you want No, we're gonna do one at a time do you still have trash bag window on your truck Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> oh, no! Is a large it's section of your a month. <laughs> Is a large section of the fence In your backyard
1: still missing Yes <laughs> So um, The window will be fixed Tomorrow I'm, I'm scheduled I'm dropping the truck off at 8am Tomorrow And I've got a, a price that was right about, right about What you guys guessed It's right at 300 bucks to fix it so that'll be done tomorrow. Fence. Was the window on layaway for the last month? <laughs> you were just making <laughs> weekly payments. Man, it's not been a good DraftKings baseball season, okay? <laughs> I had to cut back on some things. I've I've definitely lost money that includes comma during the course of this baseball season, so. I still need my... Uh, historically, I always have a big August push to bring you back to even. You just or... had the big August
0: push at Taco Cabana. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, That <laughs> was Let's the August. The
1: story. When's Fence? Fence? You know what? Next week's the first week of school. We got to deal with that.
0: You don't have to fence deal with
1: we're... that. You just put your kids and
0: send them to school. That, 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 takes, yeah. a, that takes an hour. You don't have to There's deal with that. That's not an
1: excuse. There's a lot of mental... Wow. Preparation and post-traumatic that goes with that. So I think we're I think we're two weeks out from starting to address fence. Fence will get reconstructed in September October. But window will be taken care of tomorrow.
2: <laughs> so uh, those were the two things I was really interested in. But I listened to uh, last week's episode. Ah, yes,
0: episode one twenty five. The
2: possibility of doing a full disclosure on the Tommy events has got me so excited.
0: Well, I will have you guys know that I was so excited that I actually started to draw out an outline of how it goes. And I think there may be two episodes there. There's that much.
2: There's at least two.
0: Yeah, because I think there's covering some of the things that... I experienced directly, but then I also think that to tell it in the context of the larger narrative and other things that were going on, I think you really got to almost have to break it out into two episodes. Um, I'm just going to make up a random man's name. We'll just go with Ted. I don't know. I just picked that out. But it's almost like you have to go do the Ted narrative in one episode, and then you have to do the post-Ted narrative in the second episode. And again, just a name I picked at random. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Obviously. And... which which episode will cover your own special way of dealing with the stress that <laughs> turned into a child nine months later?
0: Yes, that is most certainly a bullet point that will be covered. That would be in the post-TED episode. <laughs> so uh, do you have the legal clearance? I did. I actually do- talked to uh, – I, I, it wasn't a attorney, but I talked to the person that handles – the uh, public messaging of that. And I was told that now that all litigation is closed, that I have no legal responsibility whatsoever. And I'm free to speak uh, on the matter.
1: Uh, Name names and everything.
0: Yeah. The only thing I was told to be careful was is, um, and not to get into too much detail here, but things that might be very, very specific to treatments, probably not Uh, a good idea, but that would anything that's in the public space and discourse like the fact that uh, you know these people existed and had to deal with some things, totally fine.
1: Well, I mean, we knew Liberians existed, so that's not really even. Where did you come up
0: with that from? I what were you even talking about? Liberia? I have no idea. No, no, no it's my favorite country. Or you to just picked one in at a... random. Understood. We, in we a just hypothetical. remember
2: when we do actually get into this topic, the quote from Tommy there was: "Some people had to deal with some things." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, they did. And actually, some of the things they had to deal with is not too dissimilar from what Glenn had to deal with at Taco Cabana tonight.
1: Man. <laughs> wow. Okay, so that's uh, that's probably a tease ahead. Yeah, that's something. I mean, I
0: think I think this may be our last chance to ever really cultivate and build a large audience. So I want to really spend some time thinking about how we're going to properly market this and also make sure that we're set up to capture the maximum audience and also activate our local Dallas area listeners to really spread the word for this, because this is going to be a big one. So we're not going to rush through this. We're going to make sure we do this right. So that will be in a future episode once we get all our ducks in a row. But for tonight, we have something very special for all of our longtime listeners, their favorite thing that we do here on the show. <laughs> Spend a lot of time talking about wrestling. <laughs>
1: In particular, a wrestling event that took place 11 and a half years ago.
0: (laughs) Yes, a 2008 wrestling event. What could be more topical for today?
1: So this is, uh, is this the third one we've done? Yes. So this is number eight in the top ten. Oh, no, this is actually the second one we've done. So this is number nine.
0: No, this is the third. This is third.
1: Because we did eighteen, then twenty three, then t- this is twenty four. Oh,
0: I totally blocked eighteen out entirely. So, well, that's
2: no, we, we didn't do eighteen. Eighteen's Rock Hogan.
0: Yeah, we did I think
2: twenty two, uh, twenty three, and twenty
1: four. Oh, okay, okay,
0: okay. See, I thought we, on the list. I thought we just did twenty three, and then this was number. This was the second one, number twenty four.
1: So this is number eight. Well, I'm i uh, uh, gonna have to pull up twenty four. I I am impressed by the fact I said eighteen, and Point Break Dave immediately said, <laughs> no. God damn it, pal. <laughs> That's rock hogan. I'm probably
2: pretty close with a little bit of prep to doing the Bob Sturm Super Bowl trick with WrestleManias. I could probably get pretty close. Really? Might
0: be something to tease ahead too.
2: Yeah. I may have to brush up and we can, we can unveil that at some point. So you would name the location and the main event, I guess? I think location, main event, and if I brushed up a little... Probably the finish like who won and how
0: like you might say that Hogan had to eat a rock bottom in the middle of the ring for the one two, might three. Have to
2: say that brother.
0: Well, now that we've got our timing figured out, this is the third episode we've covered as we count down the top 10 WrestleManias of all time. We are covering WrestleMania 24 emanating live from a place that is going to be very topical for us come next year. The state of Florida? The state of Florida. Specifically, the, uh, what, Orange Bowl? Citrus Bowl?
1: This one was at the Florida Citrus Bowl in Orlando. In Orlando, We'll Florida. be headed Tampa Bay yes, way. We are
0: headed Tampa Bay way. But at least we are now talking about outside WrestleMania. I did notice that when they started the show, it appeared to be raining. So that's that's a tough thing there.
1: It's okay. That's that's typical Florida climate. About a twenty to thirty minute shower every day. It's just Florida life. But I was immediately thumbs up and excited when I uh, started watching this and found out that it was an outdoor venue. I'm all about that. I think that's that's Glenn the way loves to go. That.
2: Loves the outdoor venue.
1: And I also feel like that the
0: improvements to the set that they made, even just looking from 22 to 24, are leaps and bounds. They've really started to embrace this over-the-top extravagance that marks all WrestleManias now. And if you're watching on the WWE Network, I believe this was the first WrestleMania presented in
1: HD. I noticed that. Because they were definitely promoting. They had the WWE H D logo up there. Remember when that was a thing when stations would
0: brag oh, yeah. about
1: being an HD? So I remember yeah, and I remember going over to like a friend's house to watch a football game in you know, around this time, oh seven, oh eight, and it just being a phenomenal experience compared to what I had at home
2: trash bag tv
1: <laughs> yeah it was hard the the picture on the screen kind of waves back and forth as the <laughs> oscillating fan when it hits the trash bag it's like just in between it's perfect here's
2: a couple uh, of fun stats i will say this from, though uh, i agree with tommy that the the set was way better i like the outdoor venue i think the past two we've done which were the two prior years I commented on how much I liked the intro video package. I thought this one was pretty spare, pretty short, not much yeah. to. Yeah,
0: yeah, I didn't like it. Not as much. Not as much theming. A couple but other fun th- facts from Wikipedia: This, uh, at the time, set the gate record, all-time gate record for the Citrus Bowl, grossing 5.85 million in ticket sales. Oh. It also uh, was a obviously a record-breaking crowd for the Citrus Bowl. Um, And allegedly, and I always think these numbers are fishy, but that says that it had a $51.5 million impact on the local economy, surpassing the projected $25 million impact, brought approximately 60,000 visitors to the city, and over 1 million people ordered the event on pay-per-view for a gross of nearly $24 million. Things are going pretty well financially for WrestleMania 24.
1: I'd say so. And... The individual that uh, told everyone that they broke the attendance record was one Kim Kardashian. <laughs> WrestleMania that was host. unexpected. Yeah,
0: two thousand eight, she was probably gettable for an event like this. Two thousand nineteen, there's no way, right? I mean, there there's not enough money in the world for her to show up at WrestleMania.
1: Let me tell you something. In two thousand eight, I think history will show she was pretty willing to do anything that was on <laughs> camera.
0: Is, is, it, is this a, a private browsing type of search that needs to be executed? She uh, had a interaction with
2: Mr. Kennedy. So from 2007 to now, who uh, who's had a better <laughs> life? <laughs> <laughs> who's parlayed their WrestleMania 24 appearance into a better into
0: financial success?
1: That's a good question. Uh, Kim K. Just by uh, just by a little bit. Just, ed, just edged him out. Porch. They had the
0: traditional "God Bless America" performance by John Legend, which also seems like too big of a name for WrestleMania.
1: I had the reaction of John Legend was a thing in two thousand eight. So I'm kind of wondering. Came along after that. I'm
0: kind of wondering, and I did not do this research. Did they not find John Legend and Kim Kardashian on the precipice of fame? Get them in there before they were big, and now time looks very kindly on those decisions, but at the time it was probably just a bunch of people looking at each other going, who?
1: Yeah, well, they didn't find Kardashian. Ray J found (laughs) Kardashian. Indeed.
0: The first match off the card, and this is something I noted – Second year in a row that Fit Finlay is opening WrestleMania, I would have never, if somebody had given me that in a multiple choice before we started doing this exercise, I would have said he never wrestled at WrestleMania, much less <laughs> opened the show, which in WrestleMania lore is a very, very important role to set the tone for the night. And they had him do it in back-to-back years.
1: Hasn't he been in all three of them? Because weren't the first two he was in the Money in the Bank match? Yeah, so he's yeah. been
0: he's been in, in a match in all three and open the opening match now twice. And this one, not part of an ensemble, but actually in a one-on-one contest. And this is, again, hopefully Dave can shed some light on this, obviously during my dark period, but they did an angle where Vince McMahon was purported to be Hornswoggle's father.
2: Yes, and I believe I may have even... Mentioned that on this show at one point. Just in passing, when we were talking about Hornswoggle, I was like, yeah, they did an angle where Vince was his dad. (laughs) But then it turns out it was actually Finley.
1: Which,
0: let's be honest, makes a lot more sense.
1: And he was going against uh, John Bradshaw Layfield. Yes, JBL. JBL.
0: Abilene Christian's finest. Is that right? That's That's true. I
1: talked about that before. That's true. Wow, this... This match was just pure, just like two country strong guys. Yes, and this was billed as the Belfast
0: Brawl, and they but got, they got all doing some them, stiff
2: shots. Yeah, they got all man. the
0: yeah. They worked. They worked a little snug. They got all the gimmicks in. They got the trash cans. They used the steps. They had the shillelagh.
1: <laughs> I had a note that JBL looks like. Uh, like your friend's dad that gets up late at night and even though there's company at the house he just walks around the house in like his uh his briefs like his white BVD briefs just in front of you and your friends and everybody cuz he just doesn't care he just looks like that guy
0: That's actually I agree. That's actually really funny. But
1: I funny. was I was impressed. I mean this match was like Extremely physical. Yes. And I can't remember if blood was drawn or not. I feel like on Finlay it was something it, busted open. Yeah, it
0: was. And they, but they were they were just beating the crap out of each other. And in the end, Finlay has to take the uh, clothesline from Hell, which is another move that I mean that you gotta hate wrestling JBL to have to take that move because he pretty much just just waylays you with his uh, with his massive forearm or a. Uh, bicep wherever he catches you
2: yeah no that's i wouldn't take it let's put it that way
0: <laughs> so
2: yeah that was that opened the show pretty good match but i don't think i didn't have a whole lot of notes on it other than yeah like tommy said man they worked snug then we yeah, got kim k yeah right.
1: laughing
0: at kennedy
1: which is great. And
2: then it's money in the bank
1: time. Which, the money in the bank ladder match, um, as things that, I don't know, maybe we still say today, but we certainly said in 2008. Like the first comment, Shelton Benjamin comes out, and the first <laughs> comment is Shelton Benjamin, the greatest pure athlete in this competition.
2: Yes. I wrote that down, too. what I have written right blame, here. What else
0: was he the only of that match? <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely the only one that wasn't studying a playbook the night before.
1: And I don't have the whole list of uh, participants. Maybe you all do. Have yeah, I can down? run
0: down the list here because there's an interesting, an interesting fact about this list, and I think this is correct, but it was Carlito, John Morrison, who I was always a fan of. He's still around. Shelton Benjamin with blonde hair. <laughs> CM Punk MVP. Oh, again, <laughs> And then this guy that I have no idea who he is, Ken Anderson. Do you know who that is, Dave? No, I wasn't super familiar with him.
2: So I mean Ken Anderson is Mr. Kennedy. That's his shoot name.
0: Oh sorry. I uh I said it's yeah. okay, so I've I I had a bad note there. Mr. Kennedy. <laughs> My bad.
1: Kenny Kennedy I took uh seriously when I'm watching this one, the last one when he actually won this match, going into it, I was like, this guy has no chance. There's no <laughs> way this is a the character they would develop. This one, when, when all the guys came out, I didn't take a huge amount of notes because I basically said, I have no idea because I haven't seen this before. I had no idea who was going to win. I was like, I will bet almost any amount of money that CM Punk is going to win this. Oh. And I took like no other notes whatsoever. <laughs>
0: oh, and now Jericho is also in the match.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's right. And then that's there was right. another later
0: participant that joined the match that I would think would get you excited.
1: Oh, yes. I do have one note that just says <laughs> Matt Hardy exclamation mark exclamation mark. So I believe was Jeff hard Hardy to was originally write that supposed note while to be
0: taking your shirt off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How do you do
0: that? Jeff Hardy was originally supposed to be in the match, but I, I had read on one of the recaps I looked at that he was dealing with some issues outside the ring that caused him to be suspended by the WWE without much more detail. So I'm sure that was drug related. No way.
2: Tommy, you saw who else was in this match, right? That may have appeared on another show. We enjoy. No. Who's that?
0: Uh, Morrison. Why? Yeah. Survivor. Oh, f- yeah. I said, he was the first guy I said, I, I, I oh. thought you were talking about somebody else. Yeah. No, no. John Morrison of Survivor, also somebody I'm a big fan of. What I think, and I th- I'm i not sure, Shelton Benjamin may still be bouncing around WWE. I feel like I saw him on SmackDown a few months ago. Yeah, what I was going to say is I think... He was on this week. Oh, he was on this week.
1: I haven't watched this week's. Okay, so all they're doing, which doesn't make any sense, they have him backstage, and they ask him a question... And then he just kind of darts his eyes back and forth, and then he walks off
0: <laughs> with well, the street prophets. are headed, and then he goes and hangs out with the
1: street prophets. <laughs> they are definitely. There's a big push for uh, for my two boys there. Which this week I, I can't remember if I texted y'all or not, but RAW opens up with a moment of silence for you know, the two shootings we we just had. Yep. And so I'm observing it in my house as well because I feel like that's the right thing to do. The camera then pans to uh, the street profits and I can't remember his first name, but the guy that has the cup, he's holding the cup. (laughs) He's holding the red solo cup and I burst out in laughter (laughs) during the moment of silence at my house. It's like almost (laughs) feats of strength bad there. I love the street profits, man. Uh, so Money in the Bank is good, as always, and as promised. I mean, I, I think that's a hard one to screw up, to be honest with you. You had too many opportunities for good, for good bumps and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely.
0: I thought Jericho was great. No, I feel like Jericho and CM Punk are the stars in that anyways, so... They really rose to the occasion. I thought the end was particularly cool because, you know, you always see these kind of goofy endings to those matches. But to to do an ending where they're fighting, battling on the ladder, and then he gets Jericho's hung up in the ladder so that he can't stop him. I thought that was a cool way to finish it off.
1: Yeah. So Hardy came out. Who was he having a feud with? Was it Mr. Kennedy? cuz whoever he had a feud with they were about to win and then Hardy runs in and pulls him off the ladder and keeps him from getting the the case. I can't remember who it was. No, it was
2: a wasn't it MVP? Yeah, Hardy Hardy got MVP.
1: Who
0: is great now in the Street Profits by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh not sure or that's, that's correct. So, from what I'm what I'm reading, uh, some of the different review sites I pulled up, this pretty much widely got a four-star rating for most all review sites.
1: It and, was strong. It yeah. It
0: was strong. And gives CM Punk the
1: chance to grab the briefcase. I just had a feeling when he walked out. I was like, that's the guy right there.
0: I'll tell you what. I his think the
1: Jericho thing kind of scared me, but...
0: His name is coming up more and more as somebody that may be coming back, so hmm just saying
1: Could have probably not era. for SummerSlam though
0: I don't know yeah I don't know because there's rumors that he might be going to AEW there's rumors that he's talking to Vince I would love to see a surprise appearance by uh, CM Punk what a cool what a cool guy to have back in the fold
1: he'd just have to fight Ziggler like everybody else that's old <laughs> So I think next
0: we had the Hall of Fame. We did. And my my next note was, I guess I I didn't go back and edit my notes after I read them, is why wasn't Flair out there? Well, we get the, that question answered pretty
1: quickly. So they ran through all those, and I kind of, this was definitely the uh, hit the 10-second skip several times. Um, who is Mae Young? Like, who is that in wrestling?
0: Yeah, so she's a... A, I guess what you would call a pioneer in women's wrestling. Okay. Did you watch the Beyond the Mat, or not, sorry, not the Dark Side of the Ring about the Fabulous Moolah? I did not. Okay, they were contemporaries, and Mae Young and Fabulous Moolah were contemporaries as far as, and I, man, it feels like even in the 70s and 80s when they were wrestling, they were already old. Yeah. <laughs> I,
2: think I think everybody little, in the uh, 70s
0: and 80s was old. <laughs>
2: Fabulous Moolah, Uh Google her sometime. She uh she may have a sketchy past.
1: Oh. I didn't know if you want to meet at KJ, Google KJ Googler. <laughs> no. This is a different time. I don't think you want to do that. Okay, I don't think so. I just I made that note because I know last year they had an event that was like the May Young classic. That's correct. And then and I see her on this in 2008. She basically looks like Betty White out yeah. there. Yeah. And she, and I'm like, <laughs> who is this? I thought she was like an, an administrative assistant somewhere.
0: <laughs> she, right <laughs> up until her death, I mean, when she was appearing, even when she was, I, I'm supposing, either in her 80s or like a really hard 50s, one of the two, she was still in there getting thrown around. and Yeah. It was great. There's
2: a, a real funny story. This was back at like height of the Attitude Era. Where they were doing a spot where the so she's like this age, like the way she looked in the Hall of Fame, yeah. And the Dudleys were gonna power bomber off the stage through a table, <laughs> and I'm sure you know they had the crash pads underneath the table to kind of help it. And they're all sitting there, and Vince is giving the Dudleys a talking to of like, "Listen, you take care of her like you've never taken care of anyone." <laughs> and while they're talking about it, she's like, "I'm ready," <laughs> and she just jumped. <laughs> Like, no one was around. But they also did an angle where she was romantically involved with Mark Henry and got pregnant by Mark Henry at that age.
1: Well, that's progressive. It was a different time back then. That's the Attitude Era, man.
0: Man, That's what we did back then. I hear
1: they're... uh... I hear Vince is saying that they're not going all the way back to that, but they're gonna they're gonna edge a little bit. Yeah, and I think the, ad- the fact stuff. that we had a, a two segment shot in an
0: OBGYN's office Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> I think that heads us back in that
1: direction. Uh did you did you Dave, have you seen Raw from this week? No, because I
2: hadn't oh, got the yeah. cable set up yet, but I read teasers saying that, you know, they were gonna do a segment with her and they're like and she's the twenty four seven champion, so what could happen?
1: Well, let's just say our truth in disguise pans out again for uh for the WWE. Our audience. Truth gives birth gives birth to a doll baby. It is.
0: And not so, not to get hung up on Maria Canales, but I was very surprised, and we'll get to it in a minute, but that she was in a WrestleMania match in this WrestleMania. I had no idea. Like, I didn't know anything about her backstory. I assumed that they were fairly new to the NXT landscape. She was in this WrestleMania in 2008. We'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. But I was just very surprised by that.
1: So the next match was Umaga against Batista. Yes. And Man, that Batista, what a specimen. (laughs) That guy is. That is. You uh, think he works out? Man, I think he has been to a weight room before. (laughs) So do you like present-day
0: look Batista or 2008 look Batista with the kind of douchey... He's got, like, the soul patch? Yeah.
1: Mm, That's a good question.
0: I think I like present-day look Batista better than hair soul patch batista i like shave bald nose yeah. ring batista better what about
2: deacon batista who's when that they first when they first brought him in his gimmick was he was reverend devon dudley's deacon and he oh, would carry around oh. an offering plate. <laughs> oh,
1: what how did i not know this
2: and he had like a like a Not like a priest, but one of those kind of cloaks Only it was sleeveless.
1: (laughs) Hold on, because this sounds like one of the best Halloween costume ideas I could ever come up with. I'm going to have to uh, research this further. I had no idea that that was his bit when he first came up.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of him right now. In the offering box, man. Vince had some crazy <laughs> ideas back in the day, didn't he? Yeah, Devon Dudley as a evangelical pastor was also a pretty out there idea. And so the fact great. that he carries somebody around with him as his deacon.
1: <laughs> okay, so yeah, it's like a, a sleeveless kind of V-neck cloak with a chain. <laughs> a chain with an offering box.
2: And sometimes he would have, like, a shirt and tie underneath it, too. Yeah. I think but I'm everything was sleeveless.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> this is great. Making a note of this. So, anyway, um, I don't know. This match didn't really blow me away, particularly. It was very physical because it's two huge dudes. But I think I watched it just kept thinking that Umaga died when he was, like, 34, and I couldn't get past that. I was distracted was the tough, whole like, 12 minutes. <laughs> it's a tough run out for him.
0: So much, it, like, much like all these other pay-per-views that we've watched, I didn't do any pre-research. Did you guys do any pre-research? No. And I, don't, I can't do the Super Bowl trick like Point Break Dave can. But when they cut backstage after this match and there's Floyd Mayweather, I had no idea he ever did anything with WWE. <laughs>
1: I think I vaguely remember it, but it was it was definitely a. I didn't look at the the promo poster for the event before I watched this either. So because he, obviously he's like front and center on it, which I'm sure was by design. So is that another
0: situation where, 2008 Money Mayweather was gettable, 2019 Money Mayweather not gettable at all for something like this? Or do you think he would still do it today just for the payday?
2: I think he was still, at that time was pretty high profile. Yeah. Like I bet they paid him quite a bit. I'll tell you this. What's funny is I didn't remember this being on this WrestleMania. And I really don't remember the match all that much. But I remember the start of it was he was at Raw. And I think they showed the clip somewhere. But basically, he gets in the ring and the big Show's like on his knees, like same height, just taunting him. And they told Mayweather just throw a few shots and they're like, don't work them. You know, we don't want it to look bad. And you can see he just tags the Big Show like twice, like before the Big Show even knows what happened. And you can see there's like a split second where he's really mad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So obviously his speed is going to be something that the Big Show could never deal with. But do you think he could actually, in a real fight, pack enough behind those punches to do anything? No. 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 So it's really just like a even, matter of he could maybe beat him on technicality because he's fast. But if he, if he ever if he ever got caught, he's done.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, even boxing rules, I don't think Mayweather could do anything. I mean, he <laughs> might win on points, but.
0: He's not going to knock him out or do anything, right? He just a, it just can't generate the power that it would take so to we bring got down a man. Of majorly
1: distracted and, and off sequence here, I think.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, no, we're, uh, we're the next matchup was Chavo Guerrero versus Kane.
1: Yeah, so Batista Batista bombs Umaga and he dies at thirty four. <laughs> That's next correct. match.
0: The next match lasted eleven seconds. But do you know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> do you know what's weird is? Kane won a battle Royal to get this match that wasn't even on the show.
0: Right. That happened before they went on the air.
2: That's weird for WrestleMania. Right. Like not even a pre-show. Before the
0: monetizing the pre-show days. Yeah. Kane wins the match in 11 seconds with a choke slam. One thing I noticed that was weird. They play Kane's. Theme music when it's over and there was lyrics. I don't ever remember the Kane song having lyrics before. Did you notice this? Uh,
2: You know, I didn't, but I don't remember that either. Go
0: back and revisit this. It's the same Kane song, but there's a there's a voice singing lyrics. Was it Pod? It was probably somebody like that.
1: So this was for the ECW title, right? Which Correct.
0: is the most insane thing ever Chavo Guerrero lifetime wCW employee versus Kane, lifetime wWF employee fighting for the ECw title what is How does that make any sense in what world does that so, make any sense
1: And did they have motivation for Chavo just to get squashed in ten seconds?
0: I guess the motivation is probably to keep the show on time yeah, <laughs> but no, other than that, you know Chavo was always kind of just a, a mid card talent he was never like uh somebody that was going to be in the main event picture or or stay there for very long his brother obviously world champion (laughs) chavo not so much maybe it was just a chance to get kane over as the monster have him win the battle royal and then win a match in 11 seconds but at that point it's like why is that even on wrestlemania why would you why would you have the you know Biggest spectacle in sports entertainment, and then have oh. Kane just sneak up behind Chavo and choke slam him and win a match in eleven seconds.
2: But I mean, if you're booking this and you're looking at this match, you think every single second they take is a second away from Lumberjills.
1: Man, Boy, is that's that the truth. <sighs> so. That wasn't next. No,
2: no. next was. The greatest match of the the show, I believe. Okay,
1: I'm glad that real emotion. At least two of us, if not all three, are on the same page. Oh no! This was fantastic theater.
2: What's funny about this was, I was due to having no internet for most of this week. I'm not gonna lie; the uh, there may have been a few skips in the Batista Umaga match, trying to make it. But I got to this match, and even though I've watched it probably five, six times, I was like, I'm watching every second of this again.
1: (laughs) So Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels. And was this, uh, this was it, right? This is Flair is done. Mm Or if he loses, he's done. If he loses, he's done. Okay.
0: And, yeah, so it was it was a stipulation in the <laughs> match where if Ric Flair lost, he had to retire, but it was widely circulated before the match, so everybody that paid any attention to the internet or paid any attention to anything understood this was going to be Flair's last match. Now, unfortunately, again, I think if Flair had it to do over again, this would have actually been his last match. He ended up wrestling for other promotions and doing other things. This would have been... the perfect way for him to go out in the classic fashion but yeah so we, so it was widely i think it was widely understood by the majority of the audience that they were watching his last match they nobody i don't think there was any expectation that it was going to be oh rick Flair's going to get one over and win and haha he's not really retiring and we go to raw the next night and it's business as usual
1: yeah so we we cover in detail some of the money troubles and other that Flair faced after this in uh one of our previous episodes. Yes, the nine eleven episode. No, it was not the nine eleven episode, but it was uh it was the episode... nine eleven episode. No, not just Rick Flair Financial. I'm talking about the thirty th- for thirty that we reviewed. Oh, indeed. Sorry. Yeah. It's also in loose change, which is should be our most popular episode, even though I think flat earth is, but <laughs> that's the, we peaked It's Obama's
0: America that we live in, but
1: <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> so anyway, flair versus Michael's. This was, uh, I, I thought this was, I thought this was great. Um, I thought Michael's took, he did just a flip where he landed on the, the announcer's table like with nobody catching him, no, right and on the edge later, of the table.
0: It was it was amazing.
1: He did he did the moon salt, and I think Flair was supposed to catch him, but I ran that back like three times. Flair doesn't catch him at all. Like he just hits he just hits the floor, and that's it. He did not take care of him there,
0: and I love watching Flair in these events because he will. I think his favorite thing to do is to take like either the real high backdrop, like where he lands on his back, or get. Flipped off the top rope where he lands on his back. Like, he will take that fall every which way you can do it. Loves to do it. And it always looks so good because he gets tons of height and he always takes it. It's it's amazing to watch him do that. And the fact is to think, you know, of course, he's not getting around to as good these days. But just to think that he did that, you know, night in and night out for 20 or 30 years. Yeah, because he's 58. 59 when he's doing this well yeah because i mean his 70th birthday was this year so yeah i mean think about that at that age and he's and he's getting bumped around like that
1: that is amazing and it went back and forth i mean they did a good job of uh reeling you in a little bit that flare, because he put in one if not two figure fours that you think oh maybe yeah maybe we got a chance here
0: no, there was some good fake endings, and then the actual ending to the match. I just think you know, even just from a from a from a clip perspective, just you know, something that they show you know many highlight packages. Like what a great what a great way to end it with Shawn Michaels saying "I'm sorry," and then laying him out with the sweet chin music. You know, after after they've battled back and forth, and reversed everything that they can do to each other, and then for that to be the end, you know, which again is the classic wrestling way to go out. You know, and and what a what would have been a perfect way for, for Flair to call it a career if he hadn't have attempted to come back like ten other times after that.
1: <laughs> hey, guys got bills. That's right. He he was like visibly sobbing as he was walking back up the ramp and 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 backstage when he turned to say goodbye to the crowd that last time. Like that was not that was not a bit. That was, no, and that's, that was that's what
0: made it so special, and that's why you hate to kind of cheapen that moment later on by him coming back. So did you guys notice, and, and, and please correct me if I just am stupid and miss this, but he, his family accompanied him at the Hall of Fame. They turn up at the end of this match. They're standing out on the stage when he's not there, when they recognize the Hall of Fame inductees. I don't see Charlotte anywhere in any of this. His sons are there. His other daughter's there, but I don't see Charlotte anywhere.
1: I didn't notice, but she would also look completely different. Yeah. Would
0: you say there would be like a couple things different about her?
1: Uh, I mean, it, yeah, two for sure. Which brings me to my SummerSlam question of over the last decade, what's had more work done, Trish Stratus's face or Charlotte Flair's everything else?
2: I think, I think current day Trish looks terrible. Yeah. And everyone is against me. They're like, Oh, she still looks great.
0: No it's like Elias said, no. she you know, she looks great for being in her sixties. <laughs> Unfortunately she's only like forty eight or something, I think. But
1: And I don't I don't know what they're gonna do this Sunday because leading up to this, the big push for her has basically involved her not wrestling at all. Well,
0: because they don't want you to see how bad
1: she's gonna be. Yeah.
0: There it's gonna be some kind of a quick match that's going to be designed to get heat on Charlotte and not make Tris have to do too much cuz I don't think she can. Right. As we definitely jump between 2008 and today.
1: Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Is the uh is the the Playboy Bunny Lumberjill, yeah, the Lumberjill match is next. next. I did you guys take extensive notes or no. anything? This?
0: No, this I took extensive Skip ahead features through this I didn't, you know, my note was Yes, Maria Canales Apparently wrestled back then Um, we still need to think about Getting Ashley on the show at some point We definitely do I feel like that's a a big miss And also,
2: Um, when the Flair family was there We'd get Reed Flair on the show Yeah,
0: it would be
1: interesting to get
0: his opinion On that night
1: My My only note from the match was Well, at least we didn't have to hear Beth Phoenix Commentate the match (laughs)
0: I think did you, Beth Phoenix you looks a who lot like the, Natalia too.
1: Do we not? Do we agree on that? I Beth, agree. So it looks a lot like her, just style wise.
0: I know. I think she looks like her. I think she she looks like her in the face. I think she looks like she could be her mother. <laughs>
1: well, Maybe I think wrestling and actually Rick was, she brick was around. <laughs> Wait
0: a minute. What am I talking about? Neidhart. Dang it. Cancel the did show. Did we
2: see who is the master of ceremonies for this match? <laughs>
0: Yes. Yes. And that's another guy, like two thousand eight for him.
1: Snoop Dogg is who we're talking about. Yeah. Sorry.
0: That would have been the height of his popularity, right?
1: Oh, everything was Dizzle, Rizzle and Fizzle
0: just I I felt like throughout the whole match he seemed to like whenever they would show him wasn't like quite sure what he was supposed to be doing. Like I felt like like he didn't feel like he either he couldn't remember or they didn't define his role very well. Cause he's kind of sitting out there in that chair and then he has to get in the ring at the end. It just, the whole thing just felt really strange.
1: I think he came out in a Mercedes golf cart, which was pretty great.
0: Do you think he may not have been fully lucid and
1: sober? Is that what you're saying?
0: I'm not saying I'm not insinuating anything.
1: So I didn't look this up on Wikipedia or anything, but the, the lights all went out during that match. And then they had like the, they they pulled this, the rope on the they had ten minutes of gas on the generator, <laughs> and they fired it up for a January 2018 episode reference. Did, did, did you guys look into what happened? Because no, the lights went completely out for like a solid minute during it, this match, and it wasn't and they just Bray Wyatt was coming
0: you? out. Who? The Fiend. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That would, have, that would have saved it. If he
0: had to come out and slip the mandible claw to every woman in that ring.
1: All right. We'll, we'll get to a very brief SummerSlam preview later, and we can have Fiend, fiend talk. <laughs> but I don't even, even note who won this. Did, did the Glamazon win yes, this? Yes, the Glamazon was... okay.
0: did win it by pinning Maria.
1: Okay. And then that other guy came out, and then Snoop Dogg clotheslined him. Yeah, there really isn't yeah. too much to like here. No, that was pretty bad. Yeah. Now the
0: next now things pick up with the next match because we've got a triple threat for the WWE championship and we've got Orton, Cena and Triple H.
2: How pick could it up. not be great? And this is yeah, peak this Orton
0: is- at this time. I mean, you know, this is 2008 is is peak Orton as far as being a main event draw. Now he's kind of a I don't I don't even know how you'd describe him today what his role is, but Back then, well, I mean, he was clearly in the main event picture.
1: I'll tell you what you're going to describe him as as of uh, about 9.30 on Sunday night. WWE champion.
0: <laughs> I'll what, take that back. Yeah, I was going to say, you just name the amount
1: and I'd tell me where to sign the check. <laughs> but this was... Yeah, this was another great match. And this was one, I, you know, I... You know, the thing is almost four hours long. We're trying to get through it as quickly as we we can as we're watching it. But this is one I was excited enough that I think I watched all the intros, like from beginning to end. Except for maybe Ordens, because he's never had good intro music. No, he's
0: always got terrible music. I wrote that down, too. This match was surprisingly, I guess in the grand scheme of things, surprisingly short to me. I figured that they would let these guys go longer, but it really kind of got through the business pretty quick. It was uh, the um, Wrestling Observer Sheet had it at under 15 minutes. It was 14 minutes and 9 seconds, bell to bell. So now Triple H's entrance was 8 minutes, but...
1: (laughs) (laughs) So how recent to this WrestleMania was Triple H's quad injury. Was that the year before? That's a um, Point Break Dave question. I, I do not know.
2: Earlier than that. Let me check.
1: Because they, they highlighted that. Also highlighted that Cena had torn his pectoral muscle sometime before that. So I didn't know if they had both just come back maybe within weeks of this, and maybe that's why it was a little short
2: think the first quad tear was 2001 the
1: first one
2: yeah he, he tore him twice wow yeah
1: well, stand by okay we'll get back to us but that the thing is, they didn't waste any time in this match either. There was no just standing around. No,
0: they did what you should do in a three in a three way match, which is keep the action, just go, 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 and you know, if you need to get somebody out to give them a chance to get get some air, do it, but not, yeah, not turn the match into a slow paced, you know, move of rest holds. Just keep it moving, which I I appreciate because that's that's the point of having three guys in there is to be able to produce yeah, action. He does run at that pace. Yeah,
2: he tore it. In two thousand one and again in two thousand seven.
1: Okay. So I mean if it that that's a good six month or more recovery, I would assume. So I bet he was coming back just recently, right before this. But yeah, all three got to use, you know, either finishing moves and display what they had to offer.
0: Yeah, there was a um a really great nutshot in there. Uh true. Susina so was I guess he was going for the FU on Orton which now is known as the attitude adjustment. If you uh try to keep up into the uh PG era of WWE. Uh, and Hunter had a great kick in the balls there. Always always <laughs> love always love to see Triple H executing the low blow.
1: I, I always love to see the the reaction of the choreographed low blow. <laughs> so if that ever happens to you, you don't, you don't react that way. Your eyes don't get real big. It doesn't happen. You basically just slump to the ground like a, like a slow death.
0: I also feel like the uh, anti Cena sentiment in the crowd was pretty high, just from the way that they seemed to be behaving. Which begs the question, if they do that to Cena now, and they did it to him then, was there ever a point when he wasn't polarized to the crowd?
2: That I don't know. Um, no, not really. I mean, it's it's like the crowd is with all those people when he's the mid card guy. When he was like in the Elias spot or in the McIntyre spot.
0: No, McIntyre's not a mid
2: card guy. He's a
0: he's a guy that should be running in the train of people chasing the twenty four seven title.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen. So, good finish to this one. Uh, Triple H executes the pedigree on Cena. I think it was maybe more than one time there at the end, or maybe he did it to both of them. Towards the end, anyway, it looks like Triple H is winning this thing, and then out of nowhere, here comes Orton, and he just kicks him right in the side of the head. Yeah, and it was, just pins a, un, an unconscious Cena yeah. to retain the retain the title.
0: Yeah, and that was not if you had asked me going in, I would the outcome I would have not seen coming was Orton keeping the belt, and he did. So, kudos to them for good creative booking, but not what I was would have expected.
1: So that leaves us one more match, correct? Well, no, two
0: more matches because two. more? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. this is the Mayweather. <laughs> we one. have the Floyd Mayweather match up
1: next. This this turned out to be much more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. Well, no,
0: and I was really surprised because, again, Mayweather's making his living boxing. He doesn't really have a lot of fallback plan, and they they let Big Show throw him around a little bit, which I thought was interesting.
1: Yeah, most of the damage was with his... uh,
0: No, they they had the posse take a lot of the
1: falls, uh, which... Yeah, they took a lot of hits. They took some chairs. They got thrown out of the ring. And then the thing I think I was surprised by was that they gave Mayweather a chair at one point and he just, I mean, I don't know that, you know, if they just said, Hey, just try not to hit him in the face because he wasn't just hitting him like in the side or in the arm. I mean, he's hitting him with a chair right on the head. Yeah.
0: And in baseball swings, it was amazing. And I'm sure that was like Dave said with the punches, they probably told him like, look, you're not going to hurt him. Just swing as hard as you can. And boy, did he.
2: It was, it was ridiculous, but like Glenn said, infinitely better than anyone could have
1: expected. Yeah. So I thought that was a good bit. He gets the surprising win over the Big Show. Does he really weigh 440 pounds? I'm guessing it's somewhere close to that. Okay. I'm not going to look it up. Did you see the, uh, that they
0: have a Big Show network special now about his recent weight loss and journey to peak physical condition. Is that the one on Netflix? No, they teased it on WWE Network, but he's going to have a Netflix show coming up too, which I think will be pretty interesting.
1: Okay, so that's got, about like his got, family and stuff. Yeah, right? he's
0: got lots of outside the ring stuff coming up. We're going to have more big show than we know what to do with. Which I'm sure a few women on the road have probably <laughs> said over the years too in WWE...
1: <sighs> Man. That's what makes
0: this show great. It's just because we we're not afraid to say things that we're all thinking.
1: <laughs> so next is the main event. Edge yeah. against The Undertaker. Yes,
0: and this one, unfortunately, because of The Undertaker's streak, I knew, I knew where this was going to end up. Despite the fact that they had plenty of great false endings that looked like Edge was going to win, I never flinched out of my seat. I knew the streak did not end here.
1: I don't know what to think about Edge. Like, it's just his character. Heel, face, I'm not really, I don't know how to interpret it. I don't know. Like, even when he came out, I was like, is this a guy who should be the heavyweight champion? Yeah, he's a loner. He's an outsider. Is that right? He's pretty funny. No, he is now. I mean, and
0: he did comedy, like, at different times during his career as well, but... He was always thought of to have really great in-ring work and, you know, a look that Vince McMahon liked at the time. But, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I think there's probably something there. You say, you know, what sets him apart from, say, a Dolph Ziggler. Indeed. Except he has a better finisher that people can't kick out of.
1: Man. <laughs> I've kicked out of the zigzag three times during the recording of this episode. <laughs> like everybody does. And it's a damn shame too. <laughs> he is a treasure, oh but this, I, we knew the undertaker was going to win because the streak, this put it to 16, right? Yes. And it, did it get to 17? Oh, it gets, it gets all the way up
0: till, um, the streak went, the streak only ended in the last few years. Is that correct? Dave, yeah, the in, street. In, well, in Brock ends it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Lesnar be, beat him. Rock party. <laughs> <laughs> so we hey. knew Undertaker was going to take it. I, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was a good match, um, but uh, good false finishes. But like the the commentary, like every single time, like the last five minutes or so of the match that somebody would get knocked down, they'd be like, oh, the streak is over! Oh, the streak is over! Even before they even started counting it all. And it was okay like the first or second time, but by the ninth time they're talking the streak's over, the streak's going to continue. I was like, let's cut that back a little bit. (laughs) So did you like when
0: we get towards the end of the match and they do the uh, Edge looks like he's going to try to tombstone or Edge looks like he's going to try to tombstone the taker, but they reverse it into the tombstone for the undertaker but the ref still knocked out because the undertaker kicked him in the head so the second referee charles robinson sprints down to the (laughs) ring like at 100 miles an hour and you think well surely that's going to get it and edge kicks out of the tombstone i mean that was the point where i was like wow that that was unexpected because that seemed like the end to me
2: yeah no that was a good a good false finish um, yeah, did
0: Glenn, Hawkins you st- and Ryder come out. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. they were still I there in two thousand eight.
1: So I was I was driving down six thirty five post Taco Cabana emergency while I was watching this match. So I heard most of it. I remember Hawkins and Ryder being mentioned. So Glenn, you said that
2: you know you don't didn't know what to think of Edge. Would you like him more if he stuck with his first pro wrestling gimmick? which was under the name of Sexton (laughs) Hardcastle.
1: Yeah, it sounds like the next fake name I'm going to use to check into a hotel. (laughs) Well, that sounds great.
0: So So the match ends uh, up ending in a weird way. The Undertaker puts Edge in a submission hold and gets him to tap out. Which again, you know, I don't think the Undertaker won a ton of matches with submissions over the years, especially not a main event of WrestleMania.
2: No, it was a. Uh, I mean, it was it was very good, but I kind of fell into the same thing with Tommy as Edge wasn't going to be the one to break the streak. I think we all knew that going in.
1: Yeah.
2: Even with Ryder, with Zack Ryder. <laughs>
1: So all altogether, obviously, you know, 12 thumbs up for the WrestleMania as a whole. I mean, I can see overall, because it didn't have any matches, even the Playboy Lumberjill match wasn't near as bad as the one from the last one we reviewed or one before the main women's matches there. I'm not targeting anything. It's just coincidence that those were clearly the worst in all three that we've talked about. Um, I don't think it was a coincidence. <laughs> I think the only thing is, like, here, maybe I was just, maybe this was just, like, the whole idea of you only, you only have so much to give here, and you have, like, emotional and joy fatigue watching this, because I think after Flair and Michaels, and certainly after Orton has retained watching this, like, I was kind of tapped out. I couldn't get that much more enjoyment out of it. No, and I
0: think that's a problem that they're going to have to eventually address, and they never will with WrestleMania. But it was like the Brock Seth main event from a couple years ago, and even the women's triple threat this year. I just think by that point the crowd's given it all. They're dead. They're tired. They've been there forever, and they just can't get amped up for one more match. And that you know that's unfortunate because they build towards these title matches. They 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 get the biggest build. They get the you know seat on the card where you're supposed to sell the tickets to drive towards, and then. Yeah, the crowd's just totally spent way before that match ever gets going. Dave, any
1: other comments?
2: No, I mean, it was great. Um, I'm excited to get into more of uh, like the Attitude Era type WrestleManias because I've seen way too much MVP
1: in the last (laughs) (laughs) last few months. That is the... uh... The last few months, you know, the rankings have almost got completely gone completely in sequential order. Here, we right. just did twenty three, and you now doing twenty four.
0: Yeah, we haven't had a chance to really bounce around to eras yet. We haven't got back into the Austin Rock days, and you know some of these things. So I'm looking forward to the upcoming WrestleManias. Now I'm going to tell you the one that's coming up next for our show, and then we'll see if um, if Dave uh, can correctly name anything about it. So it's WrestleMania nineteen will be the next one we review.
2: Well, that's um, Rock Hogan or Rock uh, Austin because they did 17, 19. They did like every other year.
0: Am I right? Um, I'm looking right now.
1: So Where did it take place <laughs> other than United States? I don't know. I'm just going to guess Detroit.
0: So he cur- is, he is correct that it's Rock Austin. He uh, is you are incorrect it is Detroit it was actually played at Safeco Field in Seattle.
1: Well. So that's right. what we have to look so forward 19 to. 19 is next. Next next month. Yeah. We
0: have got a lot of um,
1: exciting stuff coming up for the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's quick uh quickly run down. We have SummerSlam this this Sunday. I will have all of the notifications on my phone turned off as I will be picking up my wife at the airport in Houston right as SummerSlam starts and then driving back to Dallas during the entire duration of the pay-per-view.
0: It's okay. I'll text you spoilers. It's fine. Why well, I'm turning those off. No, so well, if, if something happens... I'll call.
1: <laughs> I will answer not your call, but anybody else <laughs> needs to reach me. It's an emergency. <laughs> you have to call. So just real quick, no analysis, just who do you think is going to win? I'm going to pick some of these. Um, Goldberg against Ziggler. <laughs> Goldberg wins in less than 90 seconds. Okay. With the jackhammer. Mm-hmm.
2: And Ziggler never wrestles again because Goldberg drops him on his head.
1: I definitely think. <laughs> I definitely think Goldberg is winning. Um, Charlotte Flair or uh, Trish Stratus's unfortunate face.
2: They can't have Charlotte lose.
0: Yeah, I feel like there's gonna there's gonna be something fishy with this match, that where maybe it doesn't even happen or it's or it's some kind of a schmas from the get go where they never get the bell rung. But yeah, I, there's no reason to have Trish beat Charlotte unless there's big time interference to set up something else.
1: Yeah, it's only gonna be if it's something. Real cheap, so, yeah, it's probably going to be Flair. AJ Styles against the big man Ricochet. I
0: hate to say it, but uh, I think Styles comes over in this one.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: Okay. All right, so Tommy was willing to write the check for any amount (laughs) that Warden wouldn't win. How much money would you bet that the fiend Bray Wyatt is going to bet is going to beat Finn Balor? I will I will put everything on it because
0: I know from reading behind the scenes that Balor's about to take an extended vacation, so I think not only is he going to win, but he's going to do it in such a way that they can have a storyline for Balor to be written off the show for several months. So I think it's going to be violent and will result in Balor being off TV for a while.
2: A big fiend win and balor 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 Balor, go gone
1: christmas came early (laughs) (laughs) so will the fiend wrestle in the mask that's what i want to find out because i think he won't do you think think he'll come out
0: and take it off i want him to but i think he'll take it off
2: no he has to keep it
1: is there any chance he wrestles in the mask he just destroys balor and then, like in three months or so, when Balor comes back, he comes out as a surprise as the demon. And you have the fiend against the demon. I like it. I could see that I being want, in the plans. WrestleMania. I want him to wear year.
2: the mask and have the crazy lights going the entire match. <laughs>
1: <laughs> With everything going out?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. KO. All the way. Yeah, this big man thing has to end. We've been doing this since last November. No, I think this
0: is where <laughs> it ends right here. Because I think if he loses, he has to be off off TV. So this is this is bye bye Shane for a while.
1: How quickly will Ember Moon execute the eclipse on Bailey?
2: <laughs> Shorter than the Goldberg match.
1: <laughs> ba- Bailey will come out of this just fine. Okay. You guys are Kofi's gonna retain?
0: Yeah, Kofi's gonna retain. They're gonna have to beat him at some point, but it's not gonna be Orton at SummerSlam.
1: It'll be it'll be built up more. All right. Uh so they're putting everyone who's from Canada in this because it's in Toronto. Well, I guess Kevin Owens is gonna win, so that gives one hometown victory. Because right. I'm I'm thinking there's a chance that Natalia takes this against Becky Lynch.
0: That doesn't make any sense. How like how could they beat Becky? How could they have Natalia beat Becky? That doesn't make any I sense. I don't know.
1: Canada. <laughs> maybe
0: if Bret Hart comes out and it interferes maybe.
2: That would be awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then finally we have uh, Point Break Dave's favorite wrestler Seth Rollins. Oh my gosh. He's against the, the beast Brock Lesnar. What are we doing here?
0: If they're still selling like Seth's hurt, then I'm going to take the beast incarnate.
2: I hope so, but I think they're going to give it to Seth. And then I'm going to be purchasing a new TV the next day. I,
1: I think Lesnar retains, but I have weird ideas. I, I already have an idea that Orton's going to win then Lesnar's going to win, and then somehow they're going to have some kind of a unified title match between Orton and Lesnar. So I have weird thoughts. Sign me up. Yeah. I'd like to watch
0: your show. Is Orton going to RKO Lesnar for the 1-2-3 in this unification match? Like he's going to be in the F5, but then as he's swinging around, he's going to put them in the RKO? Oh, like
1: Like on the way down? Yeah. Oh, man, don't. (laughs) I can't stand up for the next five minutes if you're mentioning that. <laughs> but, yeah, so I think Brock's going to win, but I guess we'll uh, we'll see. But they've built up Wyatt for months. Obviously, he's not losing in this one. No, he's not losing here. I just don't know where I don't they know go how with far them. they're taking this. Yeah, where they go with him next, but he sure ain't losing here. Yeah, we've talked about this before. I just wonder if that has enough push and momentum behind it. Like, could you ever see at WrestleMania that? Lesnar walks in and there's a guy in a mask (laughs) across the way from him. Could that happen?
2: I think the first thing they need to do with the fiend is after this match, he needs to not wrestle another match for at least a month. Like maybe make appearances here and there, but he can't be in normal matches.
0: So you don't, you don't want to see him fighting Mojo Raleigh the next night. No,
2: I don't want, I don't want that. I don't want him in the twenty four seven
0: title picture.
1: I think that's a good point. I mean, just treat him like you do Lesnar.
0: Yeah, so I, 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 I agree with Dave on this. I think that that you protect the character, protect the mystique, make it a special attraction, and then wait till you have the right spot and the right opponent for him to get plugged in for his next match. I'm good with that. Anything else? No, I think that can kind of wind up our wrestling-intensive episode. We've got lots of exciting stuff coming on the show, and we will certainly be active on Twitter as we start teasing out what some of those are. And uh, good luck tomorrow with your
1: trash bag window getting fixed, finally. We're going to be, be made whole tomorrow. All the windows in place, fully docked.
2: Oh, this is going to be a nicer trash bag. <laughs> stuck by